B2C business, the blog and podcast for game changers and innovators in the construction industry. Hello and welcome to episode 50 of the AECBiz podcast. I'm Arni Heiskanen and I just started the fifth year of the blog. So I'm very happy and stoked. And I have a special guest for this special episode. He's His van Wolfen. Uh, he's an innovator, innovation guy. Uh, he's written a book, The Innovation Maze. And I recently posted a review on the book on, on my blog. Well, it's uh, great to have you on the show. Yes, yeah, thanks. Uh, thanks, Arnie. I'm, I'm, I'm honored to be here in your 50th show. Yeah, that's great. Well, for those of us who don't know you yet, could you say a few words about who you are and what you do? Yeah, so my name is Gijs van Wulfe. I live in the Netherlands. I uh, was very frustrated by innovation. Um, I worked as a manager, later as a consultant. And then, you know, always the start of innovation was so difficult. So I transformed my frustration into into a lot of energy. And I, the last 15 years, I've worked on the front end of innovation. I developed uh, um, a way to structurally start innovation. It's called the fourth innovation methodology. And I've been written several books. So um, I think in English now, I've just written my third book. They all focus on how to start innovation effectively. And uh, recently, you know, so three years ago, I was I was discovered by LinkedIn and they made me an influencer and that really made the world my home. So the last three years I've been traveling all over the world, doing keynotes on innovation, writing posts on LinkedIn and sharing my sharing my insights to make people all over the world better innovators. That's what I do, Arnie. Yeah, that's that's not how I know you also. Well, you said that this is your third book, The Innovation yes. Maze. What was the thing that in, inspired you this time to write this particular book? Yes. So I noticed the last years that uh, people start innovation from different sides. Some people start with an idea. But others, they start with a new technology, like um, we must do something with 3D printing. Or some people start with a customer problem. Hey, I got a customer, he, he has this problem, can we solve it? And there's a fourth way of, of starting innovation that is, oh wow, the construction industry is going so bad, we're losing a lot of money, we need to innovate. Now what I discovered was that each of these ways of starting innovation, in the end, they all do the same activities but you have to just to do them in a different order. So that's why I created the book, The Innovation Maze, because while well, the maze is still the same for a lot of people, there are a lot of obstacles and you have to overcome to start innovation. And I kindly, I structured, um, I structured the activities in 10 activities to start innovation. And it's just when you start from a different perspective, you just have to do them in a different order, that's all. So that was my inspiration was that in this way, I can help startups, I can help people who need to innovate, I can help people who start with a technology or have a great idea. Yes, um, so it's a book for basically everybody who's interested in innovation and, and, and how to start it. Yes, it's also a very practical book because I'm really a how guy. Yeah. You know, a lot of people tell you, yeah, yeah, you must innovate, and these are the principles and the definition. But everybody has, okay, 
So what do I do? So I really try to help them in practice with checklists and templates and formats and and to get them started. All right. So you you actually already said a few words about the maze, uh, but can you explain briefly um, how to start using it, the the maze? Yes. Well, what I discovered was from my lecture from um, from Cape Town to Canada or from from um, Tokyo to Istanbul is that everybody struggles with the same problems at the start of innovation. Is how do I find the time and the money and the resources? Um, that's a real that's a real big problem, especially in big organizations. And the problem is is how do I get support for my innovations from my colleagues or from my suppliers? Otherwise, you're just an inventor. Or another one is how do I get you know how do I get a good customer insight on what I really want? And there are you know 15 more 15 more obstacles everybody has and and I just so what I did is I first first point out all these obstacles and then I find a way around them. So by doing some concrete activities in in in, in the right order in the, at, at the right moment and just in a structured way. So when you follow the maze, you follow 10 activities and you follow them and it just in, on your own tempo, uh, in the right order. And I try to help you with some practical, some practical templates and tools in every, for every little step you make. Yes. If I may give an example, something which is forgotten is focus. Yeah, 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 let's find this great idea. Yeah, but for what? And, and, you know, why do I want to innovate? That's the biggest question. Do, when I, do I want to do this? Do I do it offensively because I like to and I want to and, and we see growth perspective or from a defensive perspective that if I do nothing, you know, doing nothing is a bigger risk. That's why we need to innovate now. Mm. And so what am I looking for? Do I want to create products or services or, or solutions um, for which market? Do I like to do it for my present customers or, or do I have to go to new markets? Where do I need Do I innovate for bigger Helsinki, for Finland, for Europe or worldwide? When, when do I need, when do I like to launch my idea? Do I like to innovate for 2017 or for 2020? Am I looking for revolutionary ideas or disruptive or whatever you call it, or more for incremental little steps? And what are the criteria I look for? You know, when I got this great idea, how many revenues must it bring me in year three after innovation? And I'm looking for an idea for 100,000 euros, for a million, for 10 million or 100 million. Now, this is just a small step focus, which a lot of people forget. They just start, and then, and then in the end, you know, everybody says, "Yeah, but this is way too revolutionary," or it, "It is, it is way too small," or "No, it takes too long time." So this is just a little thing in practice that on every route you see at almost always at the start, the question: focus first, make an innovation assignment because then you better know what you're looking for. Mm. Yes, that's the focus is, <laughs> is essential. Um, so you mentioned 10 essential in, innovation activities in, in the maze. Uh, 
which of those are the most critical if we are thinking about established companies who who want to innovate yeah yes it's it is for established companies who want to innovate the step discover is the most important why they are often in a golden cage they have been doing what they've done for years and they got better in it and better in it you know and they got used to their habits we even got a very nice word for it we call it operational excellence it is it brings you the profits of today and it's wonderful but you get blinders on in doing the same thing better and better and better and operational excellence will bring you the profits of today but innovation excellence will bring you the profits of tomorrow now how do you connect those two that's really the essence in a big company and to do so when you like to innovate you first have to unlearn in a big company you have to unlearn in construction how you've been building those buildings or how you how you how you've been marketing your materials for years in the same way now unlearn first Get your blinders off. Go look out, not in your own sector, but in other sectors for, for new, for next practices. Not only best practices, but for next practices. What's next? And so, and there's another important thing. When you like to innovate, when you come up with a new product, your customer has to change his, his or her behavior. Why should they? They will only change their behavior if you come with a solution. Now, a solution is a solution for a problem. So do you know what the struggles are of your corporate customers in a big construction company? Do you know what they will be looking for in three or four years? So you first have to look out for relevant problems before you can come up with relevant solutions. Now, those two activities, the unlearning and finding customer fiction, they are essential in the step discover and you can only get new ideas if you get new insights so first discover and then ideate uh yes that's uh, certainly true and but what i've found in my practice is that there are several obstacles as you mentioned in your book you actually list 15 obstacles to innovation yes and um, one of the things that i've noticed that that are very important are unclear strategy, fear of failure and no internal support. Even though there is, there has been discovering, uh, they have been discovering uh, what to do and to do for, uh, to whom and so on. But still they somehow, there's something keeping holding them back in the organization. Yeah. Uh, how, how, how would you tackle these obstacles, these issues? Okay. Mm. The issues are always there, and um, and especially in a big company, you feel so frustrated as an innovator because it's innovating outside the company is easier than inside the company. Now you have to pick the right moment as innovator, or as manager, or as leader, or as CEO. Now let me make an analogy with planting seeds in the garden. Now take Finland. When do you plant seeds? In which season do you plant seeds in the garden in Finland? Uh, well, in the springtime, I guess. In the springtime, <laughs> yeah. right? In the summer, it's too cold. It's 25 degrees Celsius or even less, I noticed myself. 
the summer's too warm, right? Mm. So you spring, you you plant seeds in spring, yeah. and you plant, and we plant in the Netherlands bulbs in autumn. Mm. Why? Because the soil is loose, it's fertile, and it's wet. Mm. Now, as innovator, you have to wait for the right moment. Now, when it's going great with the company, you're going very well, you know, nobody's waiting for change. And when it's a big crisis, you know, nobody's willing to stick out their necks. Mm. Because, you know, you watch out, is, 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 is tomorrow my job still on, right? So nobody gets outside the box in a big crisis. So this means that there are, in my book, also two sweet spots for innovation. The moment I want to innovate and the moment I need to innovate. The moment I want to innovate is indeed in a growth period. Because you have to come up now with the next innovation, which will pay off and leave over five years. Why? It takes you two to three years to develop it, to get it out on the market, and two to three years to get the first great results. So this means that five years before your own growth curve stops, you have to start ideating. But five years before your growth curve stopped, you're still a very successful company. So there's no urgency at all. So it can only take a great leader who says, we have to do this now with great vision. And he has to stick out their neck. But there are not so many of them. Mm-hmm. So mo- most, most companies pass the moment of, I want to innovate. And they only end up in, I need to innovate. So after the first, after the first reorganization, you know, you have your with 10% people less, and everybody knows there is no great future in doing the same thing with 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 less people, and that's when you need to innovate, and that's the moment where with big support everybody knows, okay, doing nothing now is a bigger risk, and that's the moment you should wait for as innovator. You should have your plan ready, and you have to wait until it is spring or fall to say okay and now i got the plan and now we go because you know you can't realize support with people who from the inside don't really want to innovate mm. right? and we are we people are risk avoidant all of us are mm. and so so you just have to pick there your right moment now what do you do in the meantime then well in the meantime you know in summer and in spring you work the ground right you influence the climate, you want to add fertilizer. Mm. So on those moments, you, for example, make people nervous. That's what you should do as innovator. Hey, have you seen this, this startup there? Hey, have you seen the, this new business model in the United States? Hey, have you seen this technology c- coming out there from this university? So working the ground means getting people nervous that doing the same thing is a great risk. And when the nervousness is there, then you can say, oh, 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 shit, we should do something about it. Then you say, yes, I have the plan. And then you take them on board and go on an innovation journey. Yes, that was great advice. Thank you. Um, You mentioned startups and um, startups are in the limelight today. It it seems that they are popping up everywhere. Uh, Why and how should traditional companies work with startups and and especially pertaining to innovation yes well you see that well i love startups but not for big companies Hmm. what do big companies do they first try to innovate themselves and then say oh this is going too slow let's go into the startup market but what do they do under the holding they create a fund and then they get startups in 
But what do the startups do? You know, they love, you know, they get funded, so it's nice, and they go out. And how many times do they return back with a lot of success? It's like you are on a big tanker. Mm. And we say the tanker is too big and too slow to innovate. And you launch all those speedboats. Mm. But how often do the speedboats return to the tanker? <laughs> when they are a success, you know what they do? Yeah. They divest them. So what I love to do, I haven't given up to innovate a tanker. That's what I love to do. And I love you all listeners to do that. Innovate your own tanker. Don't give it up. Don't start a, don't start a startup fund and fund them. No. Give people inside the tanker a chance to innovate. Great. I'm sure our listeners want to learn more about you and your book and, and your publications and services. Where can they go to find more information? Yes, well, so if so, you mentioned the book. It's called uh, the Innovation Maze. You can get it at Amazon UK or Amazon US, I guess, for the listeners worldwide. So, um, so well, my name is quite unpronounceable, especially in the podcast. But I got my own website, www.gijsvanwulfen.com, G-E-J-S-V-A-N-W-U-L-F-E-N.com. And there's a website for the fourth innovation methodology I created 10 years ago, which is used now worldwide to start innovation. It's called forth-innovation.com. And there you can download maps in 10 languages and you can download 20 checklists on how to start innovation. Great. And I'll include those links uh, in the show notes naturally. So. This has been really interesting and, and uh, I'm sure you will receive a lot of interest in the future and, and your ideas are, are very valuable to innovators and, and companies around also in the construction industry. Um, I thank you very much for the interview and and wish all the best to your work. Okay. Thank thanks. You. Thanks a lot, Arne. It was a pleasure to be on your show.